All right. Well, that was so much easier than youth. Just one word, and that was it. Um, welcome, everyone. Um, it's unfortunate that you'll have to look at me rather than be in a circle, but apparently that has to be the case. Um, today, we are. Well, I would like to share a little bit about a topic in which I've been actually reading a book about. So the book is called um, The War on Your Mind. I don't know how many people have read about it. It's by um, Craig Groeschel. And I think it's a, um, it's a very, very important topic I've found more recently in my life. Um, it talks about sort of mental... So it's kind of a bit about mental health, but more sort of about positive thinking and, and, and what sort of the, the thoughts, how your, how your direction, the direction of your life really is based on your thoughts and what goes on in your mind. And you have so much control... Uh, over that, uh, but it's not as easy said. Um, so it's so much easier said than it is done. Um, so why don't we just all bow our heads for a second and and pray? Heavenly Father, um, thank you, Lord, for this um, for this meeting uh, that we can come here on the roof safely um, and worship you um, and uh, just delve a bit into your word. <coughs> I ask you, Lord, that you would just open our hearts and ears, that we would um, receive you and just be receptive to you, Lord, um, to really um, just uh, feel your presence in the midst of us today. Uh, I ask you that, Lord, that you would speak, um, speak through me, Lord, and just um, uh, just let the Holy Spirit do the work. Um, and uh, I pray that someone, uh, hopefully everyone here, gets something um, out of what we discussed tonight uh, that they can apply in their lives. Um, yeah, and I thank you again. Uh, for the worship time uh, in which we actually uh, really felt your presence. Again, in your name, amen. amen. Um, so I titled this The Battlefield on Your Mind. Um, and I think there's a bit of a theme right now with battlefields and uh, or just war in general, uh, which is not a pleasant thing. Um, but how many of you guys think that we're at spiritual war every day in our minds, in our heads? And in order to be in battle or to be in war, you have to know that you're in battle or in war. Otherwise, it's very dangerous. It's a very tricky situation. So imagine, let's say, sadly, let's take Russia and Ukraine as an example. If Russia um, knew that it was invading Ukraine or whatever the, the, the political issues around that are, but if Ukraine didn't know that it was actually involved in battle, it would be gone like that. It would, if, if it didn't know that it needs to actually realize that it's in battle, it needs to realize that it's, it's being attacked for it to, to actually respond or at least defend itself. So you need to actually be you know, aware that you're on in a battlefield. So our mind is a battlefield. Most of, most of our lives, most of our lives' battles are actually either won or lost in our mind. Um, but the good news is, and I know it's a sad thing to start with, but the good news is, is that God's word is very powerful. Um, and it just doesn't, it doesn't help us just you know, get through the battles. It actually helps transform us and renew us. Um, like we're going to talk about in a second. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. It's just a very, very couple, small verses um, that we want to, I want to have a look at. So I'll read it out. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So have a think about that for just one second. Um, the thing that really stands out to me here is the word strongholds. And strongholds, if you look again at battlefields and wars and stuff, are places where you keep 
sort of important people or you know people that you want to protect and safe um, or even places that you've captured prisoners or whatever to make you know for them to be really safe away from all the air raids and the battle and all that so somewhere that's really high security high tight you know very like a fortress type thing so it's somewhere that's very hard to get a hold of because it's called a stronghold so it's very hard for, you, for someone to take back so if russia took a stronghold of ukraine it's actually very difficult to take back so that's something that just keep in mind and i think a lot of the time that's what satan or the devil tries to um to do in our lives he takes a stronghold of our mind so he can sort of have seeds of these lies in your life that you might think you know and this is very personal and and and, and you know individual uh, and I want, as we go along i want you to think about all these things um things like you know i'm never good enough i i've never looked good enough i i'm never going to succeed or all these negative and we'll go into a bit more about what those negative thoughts might look like you might think oh i can't trust people i can't even trust myself you know the devil really tries to to sort of see these lies in your mind thinking that you'll never be good enough or and that god doesn't hear your prayers etc etc so the first thing that i want you, want us to all do together and we'll take 10 seconds or just a few seconds to think about it think about what you think about on a daily basis okay so whether that's just you driving or just your internal dialogue by yourself or while if you're at uni or work what do you think about on a general in a normal day have a have a second to think about it just yeah i'll be quiet absolutely <laughs> So really the idea I was trying to get across today is that our lives a lot of the time most of the time are moving in the direction of our thoughts of our strongest thoughts to be specific. So what we tend to think in our lives on a daily basis whether that's a negative or a positive we're just going to keep it in those two sort of uh, in that spectrum negative and positive what we think that's the direction that our life goes into and that's proven by science and and scripture. you know there's there's a whole sort of um uh science around sort of cognitive behavioral psychology or therapy where you really you can control the problems that you have in your lives or what you perceive as problems by controlling your mind um and i think that's a really really tough thing and i can speak from experience because you know what in whatever way that looks like for you whether it's depression anxiety addiction um just all those negative sort of toxic traits that you might have in your life um is that is that because you're not close enough with god or is that because you're weak or is that because you haven't you haven't taken a strong hold of your mind and we'll delve into that a bit deeper so we know that science and scripture both agrees that our lives are in the direction of our thoughts or our thoughts take our lives in a certain direction the bible is the truth and it says this it says in proverbs 23 verse 7 for as he thinks in his heart so is he so it's very clear that what we think in our hearts that's who we are that's what should we shift up it's often our life is often a reflection of what of the thoughts that we think on a daily basis so what we think is usually who we become um and if you if you're thinking something that's a negative so if you're thinking i'm never going to be good enough um i'm never uh, i'm i'm just i don't look good enough at all and if you keep thinking those thoughts that's who you eventually become if you think i suck at something i'm never be good at piano for example you actually most likely will not be good at it because that's what you've ingrained in your head If you keep thinking I'm always the victim, the world is bad, I'm always the victim of this world, that's what you will likely become, a victim. Um so another re- couple of thoughts for you. Do you so the three sort of characteristics that I want to think about. 
Are you characterized, is your thoughts characterized by worry or by peace? So do you tend to sort of wake up in the morning thinking, oh, my, this, the world is, I'm so worried. What's going to happen in the future? What's going to happen with my, my kids? My, uh, this, oh, I don't have kids, but you know, was, <laughs> I'm guessing that's what I've been worrying about. Um, uh, actually, one thing I've been worrying about recently is so silly, but in Bendigo, in a Zynga box, they've only started giving two wicked wings. And that's really upsetting. That's really upsetting. So every time I order a Zynga box, I'm worried. I'm like, are they going to give me two or three? Because I deserve three. Anyway, so that's something that, and when I get three, I'm very thankful about it. So it's, <laughs> you know. Um, or do you wake up, you know, sensing God's peace? Do you wake up thinking, oh, today I'm really leaving all up to God? Whatever worry there is. And I think oftentimes we think as Christians worrying, um, we can't worry, or can't, it's a sin, it's a sin. But I think it's really important to understand that it's okay to have thoughts of fear and, and doubt. But to really what needs to happen is that you have that to sense and wake up sensing God's peace and knowing that that overcomes the worry and the, and, and the fear. Um, or the second category is do your thoughts sort of drift towards the negative or the positive? So do you always assume the worst? Do you always assume the worst in people? Do you assume the worst of the day? Um, or do you sort of wake up thinking, I'm going to be very thankful um, and living uh, and knowing that God will help me overcome whatever comes my way? Um, or are your thoughts more worldly and temporary? Uh, are they consumed sort of by, are you consumed by what you have and what you wear and what you look like um, and what everything's, everyone thinks about you and, and how smart you are or how sporty you are or how gifted you are? Is that what you're consumed about? Or you can, or actually thinking about eternal things, um, like the spiritual gifts you have and how much you can actually make a difference in someone else's life or in God's kingdom in general. So there are three types of sort of things that, what, where do you fall in those things? So yeah, what comes into your mind um, when you wake up, just in a, in a normal day. It's very tough to have a positive life when you have a very negative mentality, when you have a negative mindset. It's very tough. There's these things called king lies. So these lies that um, Satan, they, they're the ones that he sets, you know, seeds those in your lives, thinking that that's, that's your stronghold. So you, you start believing them, but they're actually lies. So you're thinking that I can't trust anybody. Um, my worth is determined by other people. So, you know, by what other people think, whether they like me or they don't like me, or what do they think of me? Um, my worth is de- determined by my performance. So whether that's at uni or at work or um, whatever, whatever you think is performance. I am my body. So my body is where my worth comes from. Um, I'm my ideas. So thinking that, you know, being, being like a contributor and it, but all these ideas that I have and stuff, that's who I am. That's, you know, and if, if, anyone, if, if anyone fights that, then I'm worthless. I'm nothing. Um, studies have actually shown that our behaviors on, a, on, on many levels are actually deeply stemmed from really, really sort of core beliefs. So, for example, if you tend to be a, sort of a people pleaser or, uh, or have, oh, let's, let's use that as an example. So that's your behavior, your, your people pleaser. That actually stems from a place of these feelings and emotions of anxiousness or anxiety that you think that, oh, I need to please someone in order for them to like me. And that sort of self-talk and, 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 and self-dialogue is, do they like me or do they not like me? That's what stems from even that. And then that stems from your belief of knowing that, of thinking that I need to be successful for others to like me. And then your core belief is that my worth is determined by other people. So it really stems so much deeper than just, you know, being a people pleaser. Or, and that actually is, applies to like things like lying and, um, and, and so many other traits that actually, if you look much deeper, you would think that it's actually really deeply ingrained in your mind. So I want to ask you today, what is the biggest mental stronghold that you want to capture back? 
So Satan has it. It's very strong. What do you want to capture back? Think about that. Do you like the direction that your life is going in right now because of your thoughts? When I think about personally, I'm a bit of a warrior. I'm a bit of a, you know, an anxious sort of person where I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know. Am I doing this right? Am I, am I making all these decisions right? All that kind of thing. And I think that is the stronghold that Satan has on me is that he has that sort of you thinking that, you know, I can't, I can't rely on God completely. I need to use my own brain. I need to be, I need to be planning, planning, planning. And Daniel talked about who, how many people had a plan, but God changes the plan. Um, so that, what is your stronghold? That's something that we should be thinking about. So the next point is we know that these are lies and strongholds that are in our minds. So how do we get rid of them? How do we get rid of these strongholds? And you might think the answer is very obvious, and it's, I think it is obvious, is that a negative, if you want to get rid of it, you replace it with a positive. Yeah? So that's the, that's, that's the simple sort of truth, is that you replace the negative with a positive. Um, to all the scientists in the room, um, every time you, um, you have a, um, or not the, all the non-scientists, every time you, you have a, a positive, a positive um, mindset or a positive sort of thought, a neurochemical change actually happens in your mind. So literally your brain designs itself around that thought. And it has been shown that you know, every time you have a positive thought or, um, or something that makes you smile, dopamine is released. So it's a, it's a sort of a reward neurotransmitter that's released in your brain. So when someone, um, uh, it's, you know, someone says a oh, nice fade, I mean, I wouldn't know right now, but someone says that a nice fade or nice kills or whatever, um, or just, you know, or a KFC ad, that extra wicked wing, or, you know, someone that you like comments on your first comment on your post on Instagram or something like that, um, or just someone texting you saying, you know, I miss you, I'd love to catch up, or just whatever it is, dopamine's released straight away. So you can see how easy it is for us to actually physically change our brain rather than just say, oh, I'm going to love God and like, like just saying stuff, that we actually can physically change our brains. So this thing called, this idea called neuroplasticity. So the more you think about something, the easier it becomes to have that same thought again. You know, um, that's, that's what neuroplasticity is. So it's a neural pathway in your brain that if you keep thinking that same thought again and again and again, it becomes easier for that to become your default. So if you're thinking that, and so if you have a negative sort of mindset where I, I'm terrible, I suck, I'm terrible, I suck, I'm never good enough, I'm, I'm really bad at this, this, this and this, the more you ingrain that in your head, the more you do it, the more you do it, the more you do it, the more it's going to become your default. And that, that's just going to be your normal. So and what we're going to talk about next is that how we can change that. So we know that we, that we have these neural pathways. And we know that it's scientifically proven that we can physically change them. So why not really consciously thinking about changing that negative thought that I might have when I wake up and say, oh, today's going to be a terrible day. And just saying today's going to be a good day. And if I do that for an extended period of time, then actually I'm ingraining in my head, I'm making that new pathway in my, in my brain to make that actually today is going to be a good day. When Romans 12 says, do not conform, conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. So being transformed and renewed. If we change our perspective, um, the lens that we see the world through, um, we actually make those neurons much, much easier and we make that default become more positive. You know, so instead of, I don't know, like you're coming home and, and after a long day and yelling at your family or whatever it is, take, take, just before you do that, take a moment, take a step and say, actually, I'm just going to take a moment, I've had a long day, I'm going to walk away. 
or whatever it is. And these are some tiny, tiny practical steps that you can take um, to physically and consciously change your, your mindset and your brain. So what we're replacing them with, Philippians 4, 8 to 9, tells us explicitly what we should be thinking about. Finally, Paul says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learnt or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. So I think this is such a reassuring, encouraging side to, the, to this sort of negative aspect of this, of this message. Is that we know that God is going to be with us. The peace of God will be with us. So that's really plus. We know that we can make those connections in our brain. We know that God's going to be with us and his, and his word is right there. And that's what we're going to talk about next. So we've, we've, we've swapped the negatives with some positives. So how do we keep going? You know? um, if we get fixated on, those, um, on the problems that we have, um, whatever it is in your, in your daily lives, and that's something that's really personal and you should think about. Um, and, and again, think about what you think about. I think that's something that as soon as you start doing, you really realize how toxic you are personally to yourself. Um, once you start thinking about what you think about. Um, so yeah, what is the practical step that you're going to take in your life to, to change or to change your mindset? And how would you, would you like to see that, you know, God to, to do the change in the situation? How would you want God and why wouldn't you ask him? So that's what we're going to look at next. Wanting something to change to happen, we have to acknowledge that we are not strong. We, we can't be strong enough for, to do all this change by ourselves. We need to be mindful of God's presence. So if we actively think about that he is there constantly by our sides and actively thinking about it rather than just saying it or just reminding yourself and I really actively thinking once you have that negative thought knowing that God is right there that's what starts to change us but what's more important is prayer you know if you're actively thinking about that's really good but prayer having that talk and walk with him Philippians 4 5 to 7 says this let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. And I think that's a really reassuring part, is will guard your heart. Because we're talking about that battlefield, we're talking about those strongholds. And if we know that God is the one guarding them, then we, what do we have to worry about? If we change our perspective um, to praise God and to be mindful of Him... Um, we change our whole trajectory of our lives. Um, Psalms 145, it's one of my favorite Psalms. It says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways, in all his ways, and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call unto him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. Um, and I think again that's a that's a really beautiful verse because again we're encouraged that it's okay for us to cry, but if we cry to him. Um, and, and, and ask him. So we need to practice God's presence sort of habitually. Make it a habit in our lives to practice that he is right there watching you. Um, and being with you rather than just sort of looking over you as, a, as, a, as a, just a sort of a disciplinary sort of father. Right? He's, he's there with you as a companion. Um, yeah, they always says if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. You know? um, so that's something that's really um, great to, to keep in your minds. Um, in um, a study in, uh, in Thomas Jefferson Hospital in the U.S., 
Um, they used MRI sort of um, tomography stuff, like a lot of brain imaging scans and stuff, and they showed. Um, the conclusion was prayer was actually like a physical workout to the brain. Um, it showed that um, it changes the chemistry um, of your brain. Um, it shows that if, if you pray for 12 minutes a day of focused prayer for eight weeks, that actually has a, a, a physical measurable change on your brain on, on actual scans. So we know that science really complements what God is saying and God is saying, yes, this, this prayer is actually real um, rather than just sort of, a, sort of a fairy tale that you just talk about in meetings, but it's actually a very real thing that's happening to your brain. Um, we can actually physically sculpt our brains just like we sculpt our muscles at the gym. Like I wouldn't know at the gym, you know, but um, Freddie would because it's massive. Um, but we sculpt our brains, you know. Um, and we earlier in in, um, in in young adults we had a um, we had a series about the the weapons or oh, the armor of God. Um, we know that the weapons are in Ephesians six the helmet of salvation, the breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth. These are all defensive weapons. But the mess, my message here today is that we need to be on the offensive to actually take back those strongholds. So to use the sword, um, to, to use the sword of the word, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, in order to take our captives. Uh, our strongholds, which is our thoughts, back. So again, to summarize, our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. If we ingrain in ourselves the negative thoughts that we have um, every day, we create those neural pathways, that becomes our default, and that becomes really tough to get out of. But if we can't consciously, consciously change our mindset, we, um, we make it easier to see our lives moving in a much brighter and much better direction with God by our sides. You know, our circumstances might be bad, uh, but our God is good. Um, so just to remember, I can do all these things. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. So my challenge to you every day is to think about what you think about. Um, I find that I've been doing that a lot more recently, just even when I'm driving. And I'm thinking, what am I actually thinking about in my internal dialogue while I'm, while I'm just talking to myself or walking? And I'm seeing the negative traits. I'm seeing why I'm, I'm having such a bad day or whatever. Because I'm seeing that I'm actually telling myself this rather than it being a reality. Understanding that it's a lie. And the second thing is to replace those lies that you're telling yourself with truth. And knowing that God's word is truth. Um, and if you think you're not enough, God is enough and he'll make you enough. And the last thing is to talk and walk with God. You know, make him a true and conscious presence in your life. Um, so these are the practical steps. So practically take going away, really, my one thing is to start thinking about and see how you go. Next week, come and tell me, oh, I thought about it. And it's actually like, I'm, I'm, a, bit, I'm a bit toxic. Just to my mind. You know what I mean? And just talk, think about it every day. Um, but anyway, that's my short message. So let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that... Um, you guard our hearts, Lord, with truth. Um, and I really pray that um, in each of us, Lord, those um, strongholds that Satan has, Lord, that has captured with lies um, that are completely, um, complete fibs, Lord, um, that we would, with your strength, Lord, with the sword of the Spirit, fight them back and take them back and replace them with truth um, and replace them with uh, your truth and your word, Lord. I pray that we walk out of here every day um, being a bit more insightful into our minds, Lord, and into our brains, uh, and knowing that our worth doesn't come from anything earthly and worldly, Lord. Our worth comes from you, and, um, and that we, uh, we just 
And thank you again for, for your clear word, Lord, um, and for your, uh, for your encouragement. Uh, and I thank you for science, Lord, and for the, for the, for the amazing thing that it does and shows us. Um, but help us, Lord, to, to remember that it is your word that is truth. Um, and uh, yeah, just pray that each one of us here, Lord, would just walk out of at least one thing that they, that they can really resonate with. Um, and I pray for the rest of the day and the weekend uh, and next week, Lord, uh, and help us to be conscious of our minds um, and in the battle in our minds. In your name, amen. Thank you.